0: Today is Tuesday, March fifth, two thousand nineteen, and you're listening to the official View News, brought to you by View Mastery. I'm Greg Pollock,
1: and I'm Adam Char. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org.
0: Last week, Evan posted another Request for Comments document to discuss class API syntax for Vue 3.0. The goal is to introduce built-in support for authoring components as native ES2015 classes.
1: You can have classes with Vue components today by using Vue Class Component and ECMAScript or TypeScript Decorator for class-style Vue components.
0: Right, and this API is aiming to provide a built-in and more efficient replacement for Vue Class Component. Monorail recently updated their state of Vue.js survey, which seems to be a great document to give your employer if they're considering using Vue.js.
1: Any new data since the last time they did the survey, about 15 months ago?
0: Well, there's more trust in the framework. 10% less developers are worried about the future of the framework. The PDF also has some great testimonials and case studies from bigger companies using Vue.js and an article where Evan talks about Vue 3.0 and what lies ahead.
1: Yeah, this does sound like a perfect PDF to give to your technical lead if you want to consider using the technology. You may have heard of Gatsby.js. That's the fast static site generator built on React. Yep, and for us View devs, we now have something similar, Gridsome, which just announced an official starter template so you can try it out.
0: Perhaps you're already familiar with VueX, but are you aware of the watch and the subscribe action function inside VueX? Yeah, I don't think we've taught those at Vue Mastery. Well, the watch function allows you to trigger a function when a piece of state or a getter changes, and the subscribe action function can be used to call some code before or after every action is called. This could be useful if you want to load a spinner, for instance. To read the code examples, check out Alex's post from VueDOS.
1: Part of why Vue is so popular these days is its progressive nature. The ability to just
0: add what you need when you need it makes Vue simpler to adopt than refactoring an entire app.
1: Exactly, and just as you can add Vue into an app piece by piece, you can embed other libraries inside of Vue piece by piece.
0: Adding third-party libraries, you mean?
1: Yeah, so a new article by Kevin Ball explores the considerations to make when adding external features to your app and how to think about wrapping that foreign code to make it easier to work with. He explores the use cases where you might consider wrapping those add-ons in a filter, or a custom directive or in a component.
0: As you build a bigger view application with lots of reactivity flying around, there may arrive a time where you want to trace when and why a component is re-rendered or triggered.
1: Your reactive properties are keeping track of a list of dependencies that need to be rerun when things are changed, but how easy is it to trace which property triggered a re-render?
0: Yeah, it's not easy, which is why I was happy to see a blog post by Michael Gallagher last week where he walks through how to do this using DevTools. He even released a new Vue plugin that will help you examine the dependencies that reactive data has.
1: Yeah, it's got to be useful when you have a complex data model and you start to notice that components are getting re-rendered when they really shouldn't have to be. Speaking of Gridsom, if you're curious to try it out, a new article by Egueno Gift provides a guide on getting started. Nice. And what does she have us building? She walks through creating a basic app that displays user profiles. It's a good overview of what all is required, including working with GraphQL for building a Gridsom project.
0: There are all different ways to abstract code into reusable components. And this week, Michael Lelikin shows how to refactor display logic into an abstract component, which will display template code only if a user has permission to view it. Is this example using scope slots? No, actually. He's using the render function to display the inner template code if the user has permission, or add additional props if the user has read-only permission, or return null if the user has no permission.
1: If authentication is a feature you're needing to add to your Vue app, you may be interested in a new article by Nader Dabit, which explores how to implement production-level authentication.
0: There's a lot of different options out there for authentication. So what is he using in this tutorial?
1: So he shows how to use AWS Amplify along with Amazon Cognito, which is a bit specific, but the general ideas he covers and how he works with Vue Router should be pretty applicable even if you choose to use different tools. Adam, have you heard of the constructor pattern in computer science? Uh, so this is where you encapsulate multiple object instances, which share common functionality and are created by the same interface, likely using a class or
0: maybe a function in the case of JavaScript. Right, and last week, Inventi Studio released a great blog post showing you how you might use the constructor pattern inside Vue to build out classes for each of your data models. So what would the benefit of that be? Well, it allows you to abstract shared logic across your application, write cleaner code, and make it easier to test.
1: Speaking of testing, adding tests to your Vue app is one of those things you might know you should be doing, but maybe you haven't done it yet or aren't sure you've implemented it in the best way possible. A new article by Lyron Navan explores this topic in quite some depth. And what all does Lyron touch on? He walks through unit tests with Jest, snapshot testing, setting up coverage, end-to-end testing, and even CI, CD. Oh, continuous integration and continuous deployment. Sounds
0: like a great article. If you like listening to podcasts, the Views on View podcast just hit episode 50. And in this week's episode, you'll find Chris Fritz, Divya Zasidharan, and Charles Max Wood speaking on the formation of the show and their favorite episodes.
1: You're familiar with the Carousel User Interface? That's where you can allow
0: users to skim through available content by hitting that left or right arrow and sometimes just switching automatically.
1: Yep, and this week Fabian Camp wrote up a free CodeCamp article walking through how to build one from scratch with Vue.js.
0: Interesting. So how does he split the pieces up?
1: Well, there's a card, carousel, arrow button, and indicator component. And he uses the vue 2 Touch Events library to make sure the cards are mobile-friendly so people can swipe to see more cards.
0: Thanks for listening to the official VIEW News podcast.
1: Tune in every week for the latest news in the VIEW community.